0: Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Bryant, to shot. not a game, not a game, we
1: talking about practice.
0: LeBron James with no record for human
1: life
0: in the
2: G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Podcast. I'm joined today by and Mack down in Yass and a new uh, member of the Ball Boys Podcast, uh, Michael Naber. G'day, Mike. How you doing,
0: man? Hey, boys. Thanks for having me. Long-time listener, first-time talker.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's good to have you on here. Um, Just so the listeners know, um, can we hear your loud and proud uh, NBA team that you've been barracking since birth?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's the New York Knicks. I decided I'd had enough with Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City uh, and jump ship. And soon after, uh, they pulled off the trade to get rid of Westbrook for all those picks and Shea Gilgis. So I've made a great decision there, but I stick <laughs> by it. And uh, I cry myself to sleep every night. <laughs> cry
2: yourself to sleep. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right for a Knicks fan. So you're, like... you're the opposite of a... Go, on, yeah, go I feel like that's just typical just...
1: Australians, you know? Like, we, um, we, we kind of do jump ships on different teams. I, I personally well, was going you know, for the Philly 76ers for the last, I guess, couple of years, but this year I've been uh, ridden for Miami Heat. So,
2: yeah, I know we know you're a big, big Heat fan. Um, I guess we don't have the the ties of being actually living in a city or ever being somewhere, so we we do have that bit of luxury, I guess. But as long as we're not jumping on wagons like the, the Warriors back in the day so I think you, you've got an excuse there when you jump on the worst yeah, team in the NBA I've jumped
0: on a pretty bad wagon so. <laughs>
2: yeah, the opposite of a bad <laughs> wagon <laughs> you're sort of now the one pulling the wagon because yeah. there's no one else on there um, so boys we, we've had some NBA basketball some playoff action to, to talk about um I know I've been away up up north wrestling crocodiles like you guys were saying yesterday, and um, but I've had a bit of time off from work, so I've been able to watch a few games. Uh, so it's been exciting stuff. Um, just going off before we get deep into the, the NBA games, have you guys been enjoying the playoff action so far, Cal?
1: Um,
2: yeah, look, it's been pretty entertaining
1: so far. There's been the, the odd upset here and there, which which always happens in the playoffs. Um, otherwise, you know, the um, the overall this performance by some some of the stars they've been coming through so we'll definitely delve into each matchup maybe put some key takeaways for each of those battles so far but yeah look I'm, I'm pumped I'm psyched
2: yeah I think it's, it's definitely like you can feel that intensity lift even without the fans there like you can you can feel that lift in intensity and it's just so much better and this is really what I like as a fan really what I like to to watch sometimes the, the season get a bit long and drag out a little bit but playoff action it's it's really what we love So, yeah. So we'll jump into some of these matchups now. Um, Basically, we'll we'll go through um, Eastern Conference first and just dive into the matchups as we go along. And right at the top, uh, I know um, we haven't heard your predictions yet, Mike. So we might get your predictions as we go along. But all three of us predicted a sweep in this uh, Bucks. And uh, the 1-8 the seed So the Bucks First Who are they playing?
0: Uh, Orlando Magic <laughs> Orlando <laughs>
2: Magic like, <laughs> That's how much I respect them but... <laughs> The one time all star Big Vucevic
0: Come
2: on Yeah Vucevic uh, Upset in game one who, who would have thought?
0: Look the Orlando Magic Doing what the Orlando Magic Do every year <laughs> they, they just take they an do? Inconsequential game Off the one seed They did it last year They did it this year They'll do it again Did they actually do it last yeah, year? Yeah they beat the Raptors That DJ Augustine Buzzer oh, on. Yeah oh, that true. Buzzer um, leader, Yeah I, that's right <laughs> this is this is what they do and then they just lose the next four and they go home <laughs> that's what they live for over in orlando but they show up for one game and they they, they this, is their, hands this is their final this that was it give <laughs> a bit of excitement yeah, it was,
2: to everyone back home like,
0: yeah.
2: yeah and even even without the services of jonathan isaac like no one was predicting this um Although, had I known that history, Mike, I would have, in my predictions, added a, <laughs> added a one game Would
0: buffer. you believe I would have <laughs> predicted a 4 <full> <laughs> 1?
2: Okay, <laughs> retrospectively. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if I would believe that if you said that. But, uh, yeah, but uh, I think, are we, are we concerned about the Bucks here, boys? Do we think that this is something to worry about? You know, we thought that they're championship contenders. Like, are we, is this maybe halt out excitement for them? Or what, what do we think about this, this one game loss to the eight seed?
0: But I think it matters at all. No. Hey, like, oh, yeah,
2: go ahead, Mike. You go for
0: it. I was just, it's its the same old sort of debate with Giannis in the playoffs as it's always going to be until he proves us wrong. But like, the Orlando Magic went all in on stopping the transition. They didn't go for any offensive rebounds. I think they got four in total. It was some historic low. Yeah. And all they were doing was just getting back and tripling Giannis in transition, and his shooters weren't hitting the shots this game. So... I will say you said
2: it's same old Giannis, but in saying that Giannis had 31, 17, and seven. You know, you know he shot forty eight percent. He even hit a couple like few threes. He hit three three pointers. He was pretty poor from the line, but I think that you know it's it wasn't enough to get them over the line. But I think Giannis did his bit. Um, Cal like the rest of the other teams, the rest of the other players on that team didn't really step up to the plate and it didn't really look like they were ready to, to play that game
1: yeah I agree and when you look at the um, Orlando Magic they actually they did shoot the ball pretty well so they was 16 and 41 so that's 39% from 3 which um, if you shoot that in high volume and also make uh, the 16 you're looking pretty good in a game like that even against Giannis and as Mark was saying, interesting technique just to not even care about offensive rebounds and just clog the paint so um, I guess if that's proven to work this game I'm not going to be surprised we see that a lot more from other teams or
2: a lot more in this series as well yeah yeah and um just a special shout out to Nikola Vucevic though he, he um I th- I feel like he's underrated every year and I sort of I, I forget about him all the time as well but he's he's a legitimately really great player and a really great modern day center um you know he's hit five threes in this last game and, and he's capable of shooting that shot really reliably but um someone who often gets forgotten about and you know, even the Orlando seemed to forget about him when they drafted Mo Bamba really high in the draft. But Vucevic keeps sort of <laughs> keeps sort of proving to the NBA world that he's deserving of being a starting center on a good team. Um, I think so anyway. So, oh, definitely. Shout out to Vucevic. Um, they even won without Evan Fournier having a good game with only nine points. Who's one of their better scorers? So,
0: yeah.
2: Who knows? Um, do we think that the Orlando Magic get another game, or do you think it's you know we we predicted a sweep from the
0: beginning? Do we think that it's a sweep from here? Uh, I can't see them grabbing another game.
2: You think you think uh,
0: that's it? I think they've came. They've got what they came for. Yeah, they've got game one. <laughs> they've done their signature game oh, one. Think... <laughs> they're, they're happy. They're yeah. leave happy. So, yeah, and I think the rest of I the think, league will I be happy
1: when content. they
2: get fucking when they get cut. Cock- um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get, yeah. Let's move on to the good stuff, hey. Um, yeah, okay. So I think, and I'm in agreement. So I think, I think this will wake up the the bucks and sort of get them going. I saw some good footage of Coach Bud rolling his eyes and and full of those facials. He was wasn't very happy with the performance of his team. So I think he will give him a bit of a spray and, and they'll pick themselves up and be better next game. And, and I reckon it'll be a sweep from here in terms to to get to the five one. So four um, one win. Um, so moving on to the next one, which could still be a sweep, the Raptors and the Nets. They had a closer game today. First game wasn't wasn't all too close, but um, today's game was was relatively close, and they were actually in it until they made a, a late-game fumble to sort of mess up the final shot, which gave the, the Raptors a fast break. I think it was Norman Powell had a fast break dunk to sort of clinch the game. Um, but they looked competitive. Um, they were passing the ball really well, and... Um, I, I can't remember my predictions, actually, Cal. I think you had them there. But I think I had them grabbing a game, and I still see that happening. But I think the Raptors will still get by pretty comfortably. Um, what are your thoughts so far, Cal, on the the Raptors' net series? So, yeah, in terms of our projections, both of um, you, you and I, we went for Raptors
1: in five, and Jermaine went for the Raptors in four. So, um, yeah, look, I think they was still in one
2: game. Yeah, pretty I was good just to say gonna bye. say, Jermaine, Jermaine loves predicting a sweep, though. <laughs> we'll get a bit yeah. more onto that. He, he was pretty, he was pretty trigger happy on those sweep predictions. He definitely was. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Look,
1: I, I, I can see Brooklyn stealing a game. If they have to steal a game, it's got to be the third game. So they've got to take this next one because I feel like in the bubble, because there's actually no home seed. If you go down three and zero, you're not even playing in front of a home crowd. It's just pretty depressing. So. I wouldn't be surprised if there actually maybe a bit more sweeps in in Jermaine's defense, even though some of them were pretty uh, questionable. Um, But, yeah, look, that first game was, you know, head over heels, Toronto Raptors. That was that 134-110. That's a 24-point win, so that's a pretty dominant performance in game one. Um, You had Karis LeVert putting up some pretty big numbers, 15 15 assists, which is um, pretty impressive. But, I mean, they've got some talented players, Jared Allen and and Harris, the kind of spot up three,
2: but uh, yeah, like- I'm a big fan of Jared Allen. Um, um, I think I think uh, it was it Kenny Atkinson was their coach. Um, Got fired earlier in the year, um, basically for saying that he didn't want to start. Jar- he he wanted to start Jared Allen over DeAndre Jordan, and the the management. I think Durant and, and Irving weren't weren't too happy about that. But I, I I genuinely think that Jared Allen's the best center on this team, uh, and I think he's going to be a really good center moving forward. So, I think of their players, you know, you've got LeVert who's their main focal point, but Jared Allen's a he's a bright spot in their future. I, I think so. Um, it's good to see him playing well, and he played well today. Um, yeah. Against that, the the Raptors, don't seem to have any big big bodies. I think Marcus Gasol and, and Ibaka are both slowing down in their careers. So I think
0: well, Marcus Gasol Allen's lost be... all his weight. He's not even the big body. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's, he's skinny, skinny Gasol, Gasol. Yeah, the skinification of the NBA. <laughs> he's he's one of them. But um, yeah, he he was pretty poor today. Um, Gasol he wasn't wasn't too effective. But played played limited minutes. Split the minutes with with Ibaka um, as opposed to they those two played well game one. So mm. um, I think. The Raptors will go as those big guys go because I think the rest of their team is pretty solid and reliable, uh, but the big guys seem to be the ones that, if they're going to play poorly, it's due to them playing pretty. pretty yeah, that seems as well. to be the
0: way yeah. they've sort of developed this culture where, other than Lowry and Siakam, there's no even like player that you could think may become an all-star at some point. I I'll mean, give Van you a name. It's probably the next option. Yeah, well,
2: that was, that was the guy I was going to say, Van Vleet, who in our awards podcast I gave the third most uh, improved player spot to him and he stepped up and i actually think he's looks like they clearly their best player um this series so far and i know it's been two games but he's double-doubled doubled up in in both games um mm. collecting a lot of steals um and and making some tough shots
0: yeah he's he's like shown an ability the last two playoffs to create his own shot which is so important yeah. um especially in the playoffs and the half court offense i think and it's i think it's a lot of credit to nick nurse and obviously um, Ujiri as well for putting this team together, but with sort of two fringe all stars at best and Siakam and Larry, they're still a team that I just can never write off in a playoff no, series. Yeah. They've just got yeah. this championship mentality now. Um, um, it, I, I couldn't call whether they like get out in the second round or go all the way to the finals. They're yeah. sort of just a bit of an enigma when it comes to playoffs. They're a tough. I mean,
1: they're a tough one to predict. Yeah, I mean, go go going to the finals just because I feel um, like the one, and maybe even a question I threw at you guys is. I don't know who closes this game for them. It's obviously got to be one of those big three, like you said, Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Lowry, or Pascal Siakam. But I feel like if you need to be an actual championship team, you need that designated closer who can get his own shot in the last minute and and get a bucket. And I don't think
2: they have that. But what's your take? Um, It's definitely a concern. I'm not too worried about it with them because I think they have shot makers um, and I think they're of the mindset that they're going to ride like the hot hand. So I think if if Van Vliet's had a hot game, or if Pascal Siakam's looking good, or or even Lowry, they have shown um, instances where they have been able to step up. So I'm not as concerned with you know having that designated closer because I think they've got the shot makers on the team. Um, so probably less concerned. But you know when you come up against some of the better teams, it, it could be a difference maker in a game or two um, so um, the only thing that I would say is is their big shot makers are guards and they're small so I think that is probably a more worrying factor you know compared to someone like a Kawhi Leonard a Jason Tatum a LeBron James um, even Giannis to a certain degree like those bigger guys are much are able to get much better shots easily um, whereas if you're relying on someone like a Kyle Lowry or a Fred VanVleet, if you put a bigger guy in a late Game situation, it's going to be really hard for them to get off a good quality look, um, and and they do it, but whether it's it's reliable over a seven game series, that's where I have more of my concerns. Is yeah, and, and a bit of a knock to them
1: if you look at last year specifically, like in Game Six when against the Golden State in the finals, you, you look at that team, and when you actually watch it, Kawhi Leonard put up twenty four shots in that game, which he doesn't usually do. That's a pretty high volume. He only shot nine of 24, but I, I just feel like when you actually watch that game, um, every, t- every shot he took like made sense. And I feel like not many people really stood up in in that high-pressure moment um, to really... And I know it's a different team now, and Pascal's taken some leaps th- forward. I'd love to see him step into that role, um, but I don't know, a bit of concerns just from what I
0: saw
2: last year in the playoffs. Yeah, fair enough. What are your thoughts? You think... You think um... Uh, it's going to be Siakam or Van Vliet or who do you reckon,
0: Mike? Like you said, I think the the, the beauty of the Raptors is they have even Marcus Soul. Like think back not too long ago, his Grizzly days, he was a superstar still yeah. and can create shots. Obviously, he's on the latter end of his career, but they've got players all over the the court that have created shots in the past, have hit shots, and can continue to hit shots. I think yeah, they've just got the beauty of a good system and going to the hot hand. There's sort of no egos in the way they're all in it to win the game which I think can't be said for all the teams here in the playoffs
2: yeah I think I think it would be more of a problem from if a, from a team that was a bit more selfish I think that like all the players on the Raptors are bought into the system so yeah. I don't think they mind someone else taking the, the game winner shot like I think you know if anyone outside of Dame, Dame Lillard took the game winner for the Trailblazers he'd be throwing some looks but I think on this Raptors team that they truly are sort of playing for each other and exactly. I think that that's gonna be good for them to buy into the system and, and I think that that selfless basketball will, will lend itself to riding the hot hand, whoever it is, or, or basically if you trust Nick Nurse to draw up a play, that's the guy that's gonna be shooting it. Alright, cool, good good work coach, we'll we'll go and execute it. And I think yeah, I think that's not as much of an issue. I, I just worry about their size, basically. Yeah,
0: that, that is the issue. I'm keen to sort of see them against, I'm assuming, Boston next round when they've got a proper challenge. Yeah, that would uh, be a good match with that.
2: Um yeah as a as a fan of the Celtics I'm I'm very interested to see how that goes we we'll, we might move, move on to Boston and um I've asked the boys to allow a bit of extra time here so I can uh, <laughs> just quickly gush over Jason Tatum who's look I didn't put him on my top 15 in a, in our top 15 pod but I might have to amend that today because <laughs> I put him, two him at 2 games to say
1: I put him at 12 yeah
2: well, I, maybe it was out of, uh, I didn't want to jinx him or anything like that leading into the playoffs, but I'm going to have to amend that, that Jason Tatum is, in my eyes, just after two games, I've seen enough, he's a top 15 player in the NBA, and today's game in particular, I, I watched through, uh, start through the end, he was incredible, and the the shots that he was making, and making them look effortless, was Out of control I I think one of the biggest Knocks for Tatum In his first couple years Was he was He was that Kobe Kind of Shot taker Like he he was He was criticised For taking a lot of Contested mid-range shots Even though he was good At making them It it was a lot of his um, His game And he I think he only made Like one Or just over one Three-pointer a game um, Last year And so this year He was sort of um, Challenged to Bring the three-pointer Into his game A lot more And he has taken that And like gone with that so quickly and has developed so quickly in that area um, that, you know, so early on in his career to be such a threat from all parts of the the floor, he's able to make uh, layups, floaters he can get to the rim and dunk the ball, he can hit contested mid-range shots, hit the three he's just a complete all-around player and I had him in my all-NBA second team, so as a Celtics fan, I am so happy with what I've seen so far from Tatum And, and if he can continue playing at this level I'm I'm pretty bullish on my myself. getting at least to the the conference finals. Um, I think it will be a better test next series when he's got some bigger wing players to go up against in Siakam and OG. But I'm liking what I'm seeing so far, especially out of Tatum. What are, you, what are your thoughts there, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Are you as hyped as me? Are, are you are you with me?
0: I mean, I'm not a Celtics fan, so I can't <laughs> be as hyped as you. But he is nice to watch. Like the tricks he's got in his bag. He's, he's got a smooth offensive game. Just playing devil's advocate, and it's not necessarily my point, but this isn't too dissimilar to how Paul George's career started off. Looking back at the Pacers, Don't even...
2: Don't keep, don't bring that juju on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't, don't bring that bad juju. But Paul George sort of emerged onto the scene in his sort of third, fourth year leading this Pacers team, and everyone thought, hang on, this is the guy. And... Obviously, the injury happened, which I think has contributed it. Wow.
2: You did not throw out the injury, did
0: you? To to, to Tatum. You're putting bad juju on my guy here. All I'm just saying is, like, I want to see if Tatum can do it in the playoffs because, I mean, Paul George this morning, he just seems to have this, like, mental barrier that he just disappears from games. And I think, as a number one option, you cannot disappear from a game in any series.
2: I'll, and, I'll, I'll go to you in a sec, Cal. But just to, just to counter that point, I, I I don't see that in Tatum. I, I, I see, and I, I obviously I watch a lot of Celtics game. I, I see I see a killer in in Tatum. I no, actually, I agree. You, you, I agree, agree. But I
0: think like it's still too early to just write off that that's that's not a thing. I'm jumping I? on
2: board. I'm, I'm <laughs> on the train. I'm ready to go, and I'm 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 all aboard. I think I think he's the kind of player mentally and like with his skills, he, he's got a special ability too. To be that finals MVP. He's definitely got player.
0: all the tools to be one of the best players in the league. Yeah.
2: Time will tell. What are, you, what are your thoughts on, on the Celtics first, Cal, before we go to the, the Sixers? Uh, I'll just say, I'll take a few takes there. I'll, um, I might
1: even throw some stats out. So, look, game one, he was awesome. He put up 32 points, 13 rebounds, three blocks. Went to the 3 three line. seven times. some
2: he had some key key rebounds late in that game as well when the game was close. I think he rebounded over Embiid to after a free throw to seal the game, so some yeah. some big rebounds there as well.
1: Big rebounds. So I mean big stats there, and then today he put up a thirty three, five and five. Um but hitting those eight threes, and I feel like all of those eight threes were just ridiculous kinda of like step back in your face kind of shit. And um yeah, look very impressive. As you guys are saying, it's so smooth. Really smooth offense. So it's it's awesome to watch. Um I look. I, I was already sold. I put him in my top 15 for that reason. Top 12, in fact. Uh, he, you were ahead of the game. I was ahead of the game, dude. I,
2: I saw this shit <laughs> fucking months ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, was, I was probably guilty of not wanting to, to go too early, just, you know, being a Celtics fan. But, um, yeah, I, I can't deny it anymore. And I, he's I, just got me hyped.
1: I don't like um, that. the yeah, share think... that Michael threw it at, um, at playoff P. Come on, man, playoff P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like everyone's got the recency bias. Like he's had a couple kind of average games, and, and last year both his shoulders were totally fucked. Like he's actually he should be coming in healthy. The Clippers going to make a big th- run. He's gonna he's gonna make you eat those words, Mike. I'm saying it. All I'm it right saying,
0: now. he hasn't made it out of the first round in almost a decade. So he took LeBron James to in.
1: like two Eastern Conference yeah. final game That's- sevens. That's Nothing ancient. Since. History,
0: that man. was like what seven, eight years ago. Yeah, that's ancient history, man. Yeah, I don't and know. he well,
1: completely think... broke his leg. Like, get the guy a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, Mike Come on.
0: Look, I can only work with what's put in front of <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah,
2: but to, to to
0: draw on the comparisons between
2: Tatum and, and Paul George, I think I think Tatum's actually been touted high, more highly than than Paul George. Watched. I think Paul George emerged later and a, from a bit lower a standard. He won Most Improved Player from yeah. what I remember. Um. In that breakout year. So I think, Tatum we've we've seen it coming. And even still, for him to reach this level this quickly, even though he's had lofty expectations, I still think he's exceeded most of them. Um, Every sort of task or every sort of hurdle that... The media or our us fans um, set for him he's cleared every single time so um, I don't have any reason to think that he can't keep clearing these hurdles and become you know potentially even when yeah. they're MVP level sort of player well he
0: took almost two jumps in one season yeah. this year like he did he's obviously he's just come back as an improved player and then after the all-star break sort of took that next leap that most players would do a season or two later yeah. so he's yeah. definitely ahead of schedule Um yeah. He's looking good.
2: And I think, um, so to touch on a bit of the rest of the team, we've obviously got uh, Gordon Hayward um, out. I think that the Celtics have officially released that he's out for four weeks with a grade three ankle sprain. Um, a few of us boys were talking about that. I, if, if the grade three is the same as what a grade three here is in Australia, that basically means that he's torn the ligament completely um, and that... They may even need to go in for surgery, depending on the approach. Um, four weeks to me sounds optimistic. Um, who knows? I mean, they, they 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 might have some brilliant you know doctors, and they've always got the highest level sort of medical team there. But I'd be surprised. He, he's definitely not going to play this series, and I'd be surprised if he's in the next series as well. Um, so, a bit of a loss to the Celtics. Um, hasn't affected them so far, but. One of, the, one of the problems with the Celtics is, is their depth, and I think that's where it's going to hurt the most. And the deeper that the Celtics go into the playoffs, the more I think that's going to affect them. So a um, bit, bit of a shame for, for those guys. But um, we saw Marcus Smart step into the starting lineup today. How, how, do, you, how do you think he went today, Cal?
1: Um, yeah, look, he, I mean, today he didn't perform too well, but he's always been a starter caliber player. I feel like the Boston Celtics really have that starting six because... Marcus Smart really does tend to play thirty minutes every game anyway, and um, he always brings he always brings effort. He's one of my he's actually a really fun player to watch because he always seems to just be at a higher intensity than like anyone else. You see him diving for those loose balls. He's a bit of um Rodman like a bit of Robin-esque if you know what I mean. Like a mini um, a mini
2: Rodman. Rodman. Yeah, he's a mini Robin really.
1: <laughs> um, I, I quite like him. I like his game. It's good that he it's good when he can hit the three. Obviously today he couldn't hit the three and he shot one from seven. Which is um which is pretty pathetic. But
2: Yeah, and that, what, and when that, he's and that last the the one that he hit was very late in the game, it didn't really mean much, so he really he really was 0 for six. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um yep. but yeah look Gordon Hayward, I will say at least it's the other foot um in in because obviously he completely broke his foot last season at the start of it. It's his it's his um different foot now, so I guess that's a positive maybe. I am not sure how, how you can look at it, but at least it's not the same leg yeah. and it's just that same nagging issue. But yeah, it's a tough break, I think definitely needed Gordon Hayward um, if you are to, were to make the Eastern Conference Finals and you probably needed him actually against that um, that Raptors team because they are c- crazy deep and um, as you said the depth on that Celtics roster isn't, isn't great especially with him out of it.
2: Yeah I think yeah we'll, we'll see I, I think if of all the players I know I don't want any of my players get injured but if, if all of those you know I, I would say that Celtics have a big big five um, I, no disrespect to Daniel Tice but our, our one through four and then Marcus Smart off the bench so that's Jalen, uh, Kemba, Tatum, Hayward and, and Marcus Smart I think of those big five I think Hayward is the least valuable of, yeah. of those guys so I think if we can if we can take any injury I think it is to Hayward um, I th- I'm still confident in our ability to get past Philly what, what do you think do you think this affects the series this round or, or next round Mike? Um,
0: Yeah, look, any injury is going to hurt you in playoffs. Uh, Like, I agree with you that if you were to lose any of those five, Hayward's probably the one just because you do have arguably your two best players or, well, there's an argument for Kemba Walker as well, but two of your best three players are on the wing. Um, I think it shouldn't affect this series. I think Philly without Ben Simmons just isn't enough when you're relying on Milton as your third option. My yeah, boy, Shake. do hate on Shake. i not, Shakespeare. Shakespeare. not <laughs> making it out of the first round. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, One thing I do hope is they don't blow up the process on the back of this. I think try and fire Brett Brown before you break up the process. Can They're I ask a question really about you, actually? Crack.
1: If... Um, so, okay, well, I guess you just answer the question. But let, let's say, hypothetically, they lose in over four or five games. Should they mm. trade... Either Joel or, I guess it, you'd probably trade Joel, wouldn't you? But would you try? trade Joel or Ben Simmons if that did happen. You don't, you don't, no, you don't, you don't trade either of those guys. No? I, I wouldn't.
2: If would I would, you give I'd it one, one more manager. year,
0: run it back. I'd definitely give it a year at, with at another least, coach.
2: At least a year. I'd, I'd get another coach. I actually think that they've kind of messed this up a little bit in terms of the pieces around them. I think that um, the Al Horford signing, it, when it happened, like as a Celtics fan, I was obviously upset that we lost Al Horford. But I was totally happy with the way that we managed that. Horford is not worth the money that, that the Sixers gave him. And he's not a four. He's, he's not a power forward in today's NBA. Like, no. He doesn't work next to Embiid they don't have the ability to switch um, those two players when they're versing a smaller team. Like, you know, if, if Horford's guarding Tatum, I'm licking my lips as a Celtics fan because that's a matchup that we're going to exploit every single time. So I, I don't think that the, the pieces fit. I like Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris. I think giving him that massive extension was a mistake. Um, I don't think he's worthy of that kind of money. No. Um I, yeah, I just don't think outside of Ben Simmons, I think those two pieces, there's nothing wrong with those guys. But I think that the team around them, they've they've um, sacrificed depth to get this kind of weird mix going. And I don't think that that's what's working. So, yeah, it's, it's tough because now it's going to be hard to move the pieces around. But, yeah, I, I can't see them getting rid of Ben Simmons and, and Bede.
0: No, that's definitely not the answer. They got overly obsessed with sort of getting almost as many All-Stars as they could and didn't think about working around the two borderline the, the MVP fit, yeah. level players they have yeah. um, in their team. It just doesn't work, and it's not really their fault. I think, yeah, new coach for one, and then try and sort of figure out what they're working with in that roster.
2: Yeah, I think I think they're lacking. I think they're lacking a, a, a scorer. You know, you, you could say that to Toby Harris is is that guy, but a scorer that can just get his own shot from you know. The, off the dribble and a reliable three-point shooter. Um, obviously, um, Embiid can hit a shot. Ben Simmons is, you know, he's got his shooting troubles, but I think that they're lacking a bit of spacing on that team. Um, and I just, yeah, I think the experiment has failed so far. I mean, they could turn around and prove us wrong, but yeah, it's not about the fit. So, what, think, what do you think, Carl? Do you think they should blow it up?
1: I think, to be honest, just to reflect on last year and, and what the point you just said. Get someone that can get their own shot. I honestly think Jimmy Butler was a perfect fit for that team if you put shooters around that core three. And um, I think it's really disappointing that he went to... Oh, I mean, like, look, the Heat look awesome. I'm, as I said earlier in the podcast, I love the Heat this season. As a fan, yeah. Yeah, but um, I feel like he was a good fit there. And, and you need to have someone like that on that team to yeah, create their own shot. Because at this point, Ben Simmons can't get his own shot at all unless it's in the open court, um, which obviously he excels at. But in terms of like when you slow it down and you play half-court offense... He doesn't really have anything aside from a bit of a post-up game and a bit of kind of like a hook, um, which I guess he could work on. A, he just needs he needs something else. He needs more tools um, to attack the rim and some kind of mid-range jump shot. Like, come on, dude! Like, you're hitting threes and fucking like all of these weird videos all over the internet, and you still can't mentally jump over the hurdle and just take a few mid-ranges in the game. Like, it's just so disappointing.
2: I think I think also it's been disappointing for the, the 76ers in this series, particularly their, their defensive side of the ball has been actually really poor and and particularly like defending the pick and roll has been a bit of an issue for them so far. Um, what they've tried to do, and, and I, I have a feeling they may come and adjust this, but they've been having the big guy who's guarding Tice st- standing way back deep into the key so far because they're just daring him to shoot that shot. But, you know, Tice is, you know, not shooting them very well. I think he's pre- actually only hit one or two. But what is happening is it's allowing someone like Kemba Walker or Jason Tatum to, when they come off the screen... They've got so much time to make decisions. They can hit mid-range shots really easily. I think Kemba had a stretch in, in his most recent game of four or five shots where he's just pulling up. and Embiid's way back there, too slow to come up, and he's just hitting that mid-range shot every every day. So I think they're, they're going to have to make some changes to their defensive scheme in that, in that side of thing. Um, and But I think if, if that's Embiid coming up close, again, he's, he's not quick enough to, to stay with Kemba. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to have a tough time coming back in this series and making it competitive uh, from what I've seen so far. And obviously they they won't have home court to help them out either. They got totally blown out um,
1: today as well, by the way, completely blown out like 27 points. It was,
2: it was basically over in that third quarter. Um, They they came out hot, you know, they were hitting all their shots. I think they were 11 from 13 at one point, but by the end of that first quarter they were only up six. And from there they just ran out of their offense and, and basically couldn't guard the pick and roll and, the Celtics just abused him from there. I mean, the Celtics did shoot really well today. They had a lot of lot of three point shots go in that they may not hit, but from what I watched, a lot of the shots that we got were were makeable. They they weren't too difficult. They were they were pretty open. So I think that's more bad Philly defence than excellent Boston offense.
0: Yeah. The loss of Ben Simmons definitely first and foremost hurts Philly on the defensive end. Um he's elite on that side of the ball. Um they definitely, like you said, can't defend the pick and roll like they were. That's just exactly how Kimber Walker would want it drawn up. He lives off those mid-range pull-ups. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I really can't see Philly even grabbing a game at this point. You, you think as it's good a sweep as from here? as good as Embiid is, he can't carry that team unless That's Tobias I, Harris just. Let, let goes me go off on a rant that
1: fucking Joel Embiid for a second. In in that game <laughs> one, like I'm sorry, but. Yeah. Everyone was looking for, for him to be the big guy in this. I was hoping he could put up, like... I was ex- expecting at least a 40-point game in the first two. And he has yeah. been a big letdown to me. He put up... He was 8 of 15 in that first game. Put up 26 points. But he only had five shots that were actually inside the paint.
0: That's crap. Like, yeah. It's just like mm-hmm. you're
1: shooting 15 times, 10 of which is outside the paint, 5 of which is inside the paint. Dude, you're like... You're versus Daniel Tice. You have the biggest mismatch and, like, uh, it pisses me off. Some of it, obviously, goes to Brett Brown. But, like, geez, he did a bit better today. But it's still... He should be beasting people. And he, Yeah. It's just it's even, even today,
2: even today he came out hot. I think he had 15 points in the first quarter today. And then just kind of went... They went away from him. I don't know why. Because it was working. He was getting some good looks. He was drawing fouls. Um, Tatum was in foul trouble early. Um, just based off Embiid, you know, out, outworking him and being physical. So... But yeah, and then he they just sort of went away from him. What did he end up finishing on? Like 15 in the first quarter. That's you're lining up for a 60 point game there, um, <laughs> and and then just to sort of go away from What it what's it in up? He had 34. 34. So like you've you know you've only done that again in three other quarters. Yeah. And a lot of that was just sort of free throws. He, he was 12 from 13, so it was sort of a bit too little too
0: late. So. Yeah. He always has always notoriously had a really good first quarter and then just the fatigue must kick in. Yeah. And he drops off a lot. But it is sort of mind boggling when you see how effortlessly some plays he can just blow by Tice and just dunk the ball. Yeah. Um why he doesn't do that every time, I don't yeah. get. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't know, why not? Well, the, the Celtics, they did they did do a good job coming down and doubling him and especially when he puts the ball down the ground. We're sort of we're there, but um, yeah, I, personally, going into this matchup, I was afraid of Mb because I didn't think we had much of an answer for him. But um, And to, cre- to credit uh, in his cancer, he actually looked really good today yeah. in, in a post-defense. Um, I never thought I'd say those words, but <laughs> <laughs> he actually was holding like his own. Yeah. He's, he's
1: big enough to bang. So. That's right. He can't do anything else defensively, but he's big enough That's to bang quite... his bodies. But, um, yeah, let's, <laughs> That's let's, a quote. Um, <laughs> let's move on. That's
2: yeah fair sick, enough we'll, sick, we'll sick move sick on i sick of
1: these bloody Celtics dude I'm sick of them I just
2: want to really just to yeah, leave everyone with a quote from Calum he's big enough to bang says Cal <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> All right, on so on to the last one in the east here we're looking at Indiana versus Miami um at the moment uh, Miami up 1-0 um, currently we are waiting on the Oladipo news so he left the game early last game with an eye issue apparently he went to a hospital um, which was on campus in the NBA clinic so he didn't have to break quarantine uh, or come back and quarantine so they're hopeful that he's going to get out there for game 2 um, but so yeah the heat, he ran away with it but Oladipo was limited and um, what are your thoughts on this game so far, Cal, and where this series is going? Um, well, I'm still going to stick by my prediction of Heat
1: and Five, and um, uh, I actually, I mean, look, I love the Heat. I'm, I'm really hoping that they can win it all. I don't know, just um, obviously, I have some bias against them because uh, actually, I put a five-dollar bet on them very early on in the series, in the season, and if I win that, I get about like three hundred bucks. So. I'm keen. Hey, big I want money my boys. Big money, dude. Big payout, baby. So I'm keen. They've got a deep roster. Um, Jimmy Butler. Oh, man. I love Jimmy Butler. He's like... Just just the fact that he's he's so complimentary for like three quarters. He, he passes the ball. He gets people involved. Um, I feel like during the playoffs as well, he really goes into more of a... You saw it a bit earlier on in his career, but the regular season this year, he didn't quite attack the rim as much. He just held off a bit. Um, but... That game I saw yesterday. I mean, getting to the 3 throw line twelve times. He's just attacking people, getting three throws, getting people in foul trouble. Four steals, two blocks, shooting the ball efficiently. He hit two two, uh, two three-pointers, which were just absolutely clutch. And and that's the other reason I just love him so much because in that fourth quarter, or even in like you know the last five minutes, you know Jimmy's getting the ball and he always gets a bucket every time. It's just like there was that that um I think it was four minutes left. He goes three ne- next play, he gets another three, and then after that. He um, hits that kind of bank shot on the on the right side of the elbow there. And it's just like, he's so hard to guard, and he can just do everything. I love Jimmy. I love this team. Shout out to Bam Adebayo as well, who had the plus 23, the biggest plus minus throughout that um, that game itself. And that's just because he can defend everyone. He locks down the paint. He can go on a switching defense. Um, you can play him yeah. anywhere. Six assists, three blocks, 10 rebounds, four offensive rebounds, like... It, the duo they have there, I think it, it's so built to this go against the Bucks, which I assume they're going to have next um, series. And they got you know big bodies. Um, you got the vet and Andre Iguodala as well. Who like you, you look at his box score, he only put up you know four points. not do much, but he's he, yeah. he still put up like two blocks. And like he's just one of those players who when he's out on the court, he's just doing positive things for a team. And he still looks mm. like the vet that he was looking like last um, last year when. He, he was pushing that starting lineup just for the playoffs, and he was looking great. So, exciting times ahead yep. for the Heat. I'm looking forward to that Heat Bucks playoff series um, so much.
2: What are your thoughts, Mike? First of all, what are your predictions for this series? Because we haven't heard them so far.
0: What, are, you, are you as high on the Heat as Calum is? Uh, not quite as high as Calum. <laughs> I don't think it's I really I really am. <laughs> I'm pretty high. Um, I'm pretty high on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I've definitely got Heat going through. I can see Pacers getting a game. I could also see a sweep. Um, Oladipo hurts him big time. Uh, so if he's out for the series, then I reckon Heat don't drop a game, to be honest. They just, unless TJ Warren has lot of I don't, of I don't think he'll games. be out
2: for the series. He's just questionable for this game. I think oh, okay. he'll definitely be at least game
0: three. But um, yeah,
2: he's just questionable for tomorrow's game.
0: Look, yeah, Pacers, Pacers can definitely grab a game, but I don't think Heat are, def- uh, are worried. They've put together such a great lineup, a combination of sort of size, athleticism and shooting. That's just when it gets going, when Duncan Robinson and uh, Tyler Hero are going and then they've got Bam and Jimmy sort of running the fast break. It's a really fun team to watch.
2: Yeah, they they are good to watch. One thing that I, I did notice on the Heat's box score is um, Kendrick Nunn uh, DNPCD, um, which was interesting. You know, I think in our rookie predictions we had him all in our all first All NBA team um, and top three for the Rookie of the Year voting, but the coach just didn't want to play him and just rode Goran Dragic for most of the most of the game. Yeah, I'm not sure what's um, going t- on
1: there, but I think because he left the bubble. Um, you know, a few days ago,
2: I'm not too sure what it was for, but he only just came back in. So Spolstra does that sometimes, though. He he does he does rotate his players around a bit depending on matchups, even throughout the season. Like you know, he had his Kelly Olynyk and uh, Myers Leonard, who sometimes would play 25 minutes in the next game. They'd play six, you know. So he 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 is known to do that a bit. So, um, and I, I think he's a good coach. So.
0: I well, think, yeah. I think Nunn was late to the bubble, then left it again for personal reasons. Yeah. So, so whether just, just I don't know what's game. going in the back, but either he's just deemed not fit, not ready to go, or whether Spolster's sort of yeah. said, "Is he fully in this?"
2: What, um, what, what do we think? What do we think the Pacers need to do to win this series? Is, is like is there a scenario or, or a player that needs to step up that you think can put them over the top? Um, obviously, you know Victor Oladipo played eight minutes. The last game and they still only went down by what was it 12 points in the end um do you think he could potentially be enough to say because he hasn't really been the oladipo all-star this season you know coming off a pretty serious injury last year um do you think that he has it in him to
0: sort of find his old form mike to to make this a competitive series it truthfully doesn't look like it um he didn't look the same when he came back in yeah. the regular season and he hasn't looked the same in the bubble. I don't know if that's going to be a permanent thing, whether he's just not the same player he once was because he was very reliant on sort of those quick change of directions, those yeah. explosions, which a hip is going to play a part in. Um, I mean, a TJ Warren bubble game, drop a 50 on him, that you yeah. get a W. The bubble
2: <laughs> MVP as we, we crowned him, but yeah. not quite the, the NBA's bubble MVP.
0: No, nah, well, but... they don't get it. They
2: don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he had twenty-two four steals, which, which is pretty big for, for TJ Warren. He was he was efficient, eighty
0: percent from three.
2: Yeah, so play he, he played he played decently. Um, one one player that I'm, I've been disappointed on, and I actually was high on in the last few years, but have cooled off recently, is, is Miles Turner. I, I thought that he had a chance to be a a, a very good you know borderline All Star type type center. He's got the the shot blocking ability, the three point well. I thought he had the, the three-point <laughs> shot in his arsenal, but he hasn't really showed much of it recently. But he was really disappointing. I know he's going up against a tough matchup in Bam Bio. So, uh, but I think if the Pacers are going to have a chance, I think both he and Oladipo need to step up. Um, you're getting what you're going to get out of Brogdon and TJ Warren, Aaron Holiday. You can't really ask too much from him. From a is, is he is he a rookie or is he second year? I think he's second year. Yeah, young player regardless. But um, and and the the. The loss of um, Demanta Sabonis is really going to hurt them. He, he's probably not going to play the entire playoffs, so I think um, I think. So, um what's his name Turner's got to really step up for these guys and assert his will on the offensive end you know, we know what he does defensively but I think on the yeah. offensive end he's got to be able to make those those mid range shots stretch out to the three point line um, and he's got to be a threat from out there for them to have a chance
0: yeah I don't know what happened to him he was sort of ticking all the boxes as a rookie progressing first and year second yeah. year was going well and, and then, then he just decided to not try anymore I yeah. don't know <laughs> he just sort of stopped didn't, he didn't feel take that, like being a good player
2: didn't take that Tatum jump did he yeah he still
1: is a good defensive anchor, though. Like oh, I'll give him that. He holds the paint well, and and the only reason so that that whole pairing with Turner and Sabonis throughout the regular season, you wouldn't really think could work, but it literally only does work just because Miles Turner can carry the defensive end, and he can also spread the court, even though he hasn't really so far this series. But he can shoot the three, and he does spread the
2: court. I think I think Turner to, to me is like a kind of you know a, a block shots, but kind of a bad defender kind of type like a yeah, Hassan white side mold. yeah they're the white side mold that's the way he sort of strikes to me at least but um yeah I, I, I don't know if disagree he's... man I don't know about that like Miles Turner he can hold he the he
1: seems paint, slow
2: but... I feel like he seems slow and, and not not able to switch and uh, yeah I don't
0: know yeah I definitely wouldn't call him an elite defender
2: yeah, But he could prove me wrong He's got the tools yeah. um, But I just don't think he's put it together yet Let's, let's get off these guys Because I, I don't think there's really much uh, more to talk about here I think he'd get through relatively unscathed uh, I picked them in five But I would be surprised if this ends up being a sweep um, We'll move on to the West Conference now And Jermaine's boys, the Lakers <laughs> Losing <laughs> game one to the Trailblazers, Blazers the, As Callum calls them, the Trial Blazers yeah. <laughs> um, Trial of
0: fire. Uh, Are we concerned boys? Uh, I would be, if I'm a Lakers fan. i am yeah. I mean, uh, Damian Lillard's just a man possessed right now. Yeah, right. And so you, they don't have the tools to stop him. They can't defend him in the pick and roll.
2: Yeah, I've got a few thoughts onto that, but I'll, I'll say that in a second. What, what do you think, Cal? Do you think the Lakers are in trouble?
1: I definitely think they're in trouble. I mean, what, what, what was my pick? I picked Lakers in six. And um, it's uh, you just watch that team. And I mean, look... Anthony Davis didn't have a great game. I'll give them that. But it's not like the Portland Trail Blazers' offense was clicking. They only hit 100 points. And, and that's what they're known for as a good offense. And yeah. the, I'm concerned about the Lakers. They only put up 93 points against one of the worst like defenses in the Portland Trailblazers as well. Like They don't defend. They they just make points. That's what the Trailblazers do. And, yeah, look, I, I would definitely be concerned. I, I think that Avery Bradley... Aspect of him not coming in really actually is hurting them, especially in this series because KCP was oh, he, he had a pretty shocking game zero from nine was it he was a minus yeah. eighteen he, yeah. he scored he one, one point. point or something yeah, yeah quite. he one had one point. more point than we did it's at least <laughs> Avery Bradley his, his like career average is you know like a thirty seven percent three point shooter yeah. Um, yeah KCP is just way too much of a heat check play he's not the same defensively. Avery's just got that intensity, so they're really hurting there, 100%. Um, Kyle Kuzma, 5 of 14. You, you have to score efficiently. Like, I'm sorry, Anthony Davis, 8 of 24. I don't know what's going on with him. I, I would expect a big season uh, series out of him for this, and he, he just didn't play good enough. LeBron did LeBron things. Like, he did everything you'd expect out of LeBron. Um, if you want him to score a bit more next next game, sure, but he put up 16 assists and 17 rebounds. Like, what, what more can the man do? Um... I'm concerned. I think if I could review my pick, I'd still pick the Lakers. I don't want to get too carried away, but I'd push it back maybe to Lakers in seven. I'm not going to be Ooh, surprised okay. at all. This. I'm not going to be
2: surprised this goes to seven games, this series at all. Yeah. Okay. I picked, I picked the Lakers in five, and I actually, I originally had the Lakers in six, but I thought I was getting a bit too amongst the, the Lillard hype. Uh, I'll throw a set out there. Um, this This win was the first time since January 7th, um so that was 37 games ago that the Blazers um didn't score 100 points. Um so that was the last time that they
0: didn't score 100 like points. The Lakers didn't you score. You mean I like scored no, over. The, the Blazers oh okay. didn't concede 100 yeah, yeah I you. so yeah
2: right so the Blazers well oh, didn't score over so they scored 100 points today on the dot um, and they 37 games they've scored more than that um, and so that's the disappointing I think the disappointing thing here I think for the Lakers is that the Blazers didn't even play exceptionally well and they still came out with the W I think you know yes Lillard put up some ridiculous shots and he, he he's coming off those screens and hitting the, the logo shots like he's been doing the last few weeks but The rest of the players have room to play better on on those Blazers teams. Um, I'm I'm going to, what I think the Lakers need to do, and and this is where I think my prediction is still in play, because I think the Lakers are a better team and they've got better players. Um, I, I still think they can make adjustments. And if they make these adjustments now, they still have a chance to get through this series in five, maybe six games. What they need to do is they need to get Dwight Howard and JaVale McGree off the fucking court, yep. they, they cannot play. They cannot play those guys on the court, and they need Anthony Davis to be a center.
0: Yeah.
2: the, the, the way that they're guarding that pick and roll with the center three, four meters back when Lillard's pulling up it's from thirty-five feet, like what are you doing? Have you not been watching the film? Like, why is Dwight Howard out there guarding the pick and roll on Damian Lillard? Like that that will never work. You need you need someone like Anthony Davis who's able to move laterally to get up onto that. That um, onto Lillard's shot and be able to guard him at least for a few few you know dribble moves before he passes it off or at least hedge and get back because if he's able to do that or if, if the guys come up, they're just going to blow by JaVale and into White. So I don't think this is a series for those big guys. They can't have a two big man lineup on the court. I think Kyle Kuzma needs to start. I think they need to go with a lineup of LeBron at the point. Um, Danny Green, KCP, Kuzma at the four, and then AD at the five. That's their best five in this series, and and if the Lakers make that adjustment, I think that they're, they're in good good position. Um, but you know, I I don't know if they will. I think Anthony Davis is he he you know moans and groans about being a you know he doesn't want to be a five, and he you know is adamant that he's a power forward in the league, but. In this series, he really needs to play the five because it's hurting the team with with two big guys out on the court. Um,
0: Yeah, Um, that's exactly what the Lakers need to do from my point of view. Although, that being said, Anthony Davis, whenever he got put in the pick and roll, looked pretty reluctant to come up to Lillard or McCollum, whoever it was as well. He was still giving up threes, and I think he just, in general, had a bad game. But I think the biggest thing... ...for this series is Nurkic. Like, his size is just causing LeBron and AD so many... They settled for so many jump shots, those two, which is not their game.
2: I think... um, I I know you said, Callum, like, before, what more can LeBron do? Um, My answer to that is he needs needs to be more aggressive. Like, yeah, cool, he has 16 assists, like, a playoff record or whatever. But that's not helping his team, I don't think. And, And the fact that he got 16 assists on a team that shot this poor just tells me that he's like literally looking for assists in this game. And, and I think that he needs to be scoring at least 30 plus. I think Davis and LeBron need to combine at least for 60, 65 points for them to come away. Who, who's guarding LeBron? Like you put in Camelo Anthony,
0: yeah, Gary Camilo, Trent Jr. Jr. No you know, one. Like Hazania's actually in the past done an okay job on him, but I don't think we're going to bring him cool. as LeBron <laughs>
2: stopper. Let's not get carried away about Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's a me Mario No
1: oh. I, Look I um, would actually Like to see Dion Waiters Play a bit more He played one minute I don't really understand Why he just played one minute He's been looking good And I feel you think, like You think Dion You think yeah, Dion Waiters like, Is going to save
2: the, the Lakers season I think a Well Lakers I think he fan, can I'd Put up you know, 10
1: points a game That will definitely help them
2: Yeah uh, I don't know I, I think that's a bit Of a stretch well, We might have some hope Of, of Rondo coming back So he's, he's got that Broken thumb um, And it's currently Questionable to play Um I've historically not been a Rondo fan ever since he's left the Celtics. Um, well, in, in fantasy, he, he, he was good in the Celtics, but since then he's sort of dropped off and the game's sort of gone by. Um, you know, he, he's not really suited to this current NBA. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's, he's questionable to come back for game two. You know, potentially someone that can guard Lillard a bit better with his length um, in stretches. Do you think he turns the tide a little bit at all or makes a difference? What do you guys reckon about that?
0: Uh, no. no. I think Lillard's way too good to let an old Rondo bother him.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's just going to help that bench unit a bit just because uh, outside of LeBron, you don't really have many players that can handle the ball.
2: Um, yeah. Car- Caruso was disappointing today. Two points.
1: Yeah, one from six. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he weirdly yeah, had a nice the best. dunk. <laughs> he did have a good dunk actually (laughs) yeah he had three
2: steals so like defensively he wasn't too bad but yeah look personally I think disappointing yeah personally I think Caruso is a better player than Rondo at this stage of their careers but What I do think Rondo can do is take the ball out of LeBron's hands um, in terms of initiating the play. And what I was saying before is I think LeBron needs to be a scorer this season, this this series. I think he needs to be the guy that initiates that scoring, and then once they're collapsing on him and double teaming him, then he can start to get his other teammates involved. But I think for the Lakers to be the Lakers, and if they're going to win the championship, which you know a lot of people had been predicting, I was pretty high on them as well. Um, he needs to be the guy that's scoring 35 points a game, getting to the line, um, hitting his bloody free throws. Like, yeah. he's been really poor. Like, there's not even a crowd involved now. So, I think I think that's that's the first thing that has to happen. And the second thing is the, the lineup change for them to be, to be there. Um, whether that's going to happen, yet to see. But, yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I think my Lakers in five... I'm a little nervous (laughs) um, if you could change your pick what what would you do? I wouldn't go crazy I I might think look when I was predicting it I I thought that the Blazers were going to win either game one or game two you know they're coming in hot the Lakers haven't been good you know they might be a bit old to just flick the switch on so if I was to pick the disappointing thing is that they lost a game where the Blazers weren't playing their best game and that's what's a bit worrying um but I think the Lakers have a lot more room to get better, so I think if anything, the Blazers will win two games instead of one. But I still think the Lakers will—I have faith that they'll right the ship and, and get going and move on to the next round. Yeah. So, any? Do you guys? Anyone picking the upset now? I'm
0: it, going. I'm going upset. You're going I'll upset. Give you going upset? Hot take. I think I've got Portland in six. Portland in six. Wow. <laughs> can, what? Can Can you just?
2: Just while we move on to the next one, Callum, can you can you um, you do a little fact check on the last time that uh, an eight seed upset the the number one seed? It's got to be the Warriors. Um, beat Dallas,
1: surely.
0: Yeah, back, yeah, back, yeah, what against that? Dallas.
1: That probably yeah. was the last one. L- let me fact check it, boys. Keep. keep let me just give you the fact
2: check. I'll, I'll I'll move on to the next round. So um, we've got the Clippers and the um, Mavericks today. Who was another predicted sweep from Jermaine, which has been
0: <laughs> you have been, no respect for Doncic, man.
2: Oh, Jermaine, yeah. So so we've got. One hater? Are you, are you a Doncic hater, Mike?
0: I am a big Doncic fan.
2: Oh, excellent, excellent. Welcome to the pod, mate. <laughs> but um, we've, we've got it all tied up so far. Um, and today, which was good to see, the Mavericks uh, managed to win the game, even with Doncic in foul trouble for most of the second half. Um, big game from Seth Curry. Um, and uh, all the other role players seemed to step up today. Doncic still had a great stat line, but he was killing it from the first half. Um, If you actually look at the the way that the game rolled out, um, he was at five fouls in that, I think, early in the fourth quarter and sat out most of that fourth quarter. So it's good to see the role players stepping up. And um, I'm actually, the Clippers uh, was the team that I was, from the beginning of the season, the team I picked to win it. But I don't know. I think this game could go six or seven games. I I think this is going to be a really competitive game and a really competitive series. What are your thoughts so far on, on the, the series, Mike?
0: I agree. Um, I'm definitely worried as a Clippers fan. I think that being said, Kawhi's just done it too many times for me to say that Dallas are going to take this. Um, I was really impressed with Doncic's turnaround going from, what did he have, 10 or 11 turnovers game one to one? Like he came out, dropped a four 11
1: turnovers. But then said to
0: one. the media, I played terribly. So he's obviously just in the right mindset. He's gone out and he's corrected all that and he's come back with a sub-30-minute game. He's still 28-8-7 and seven and only one turnover this time. He's so a freak. I, yeah, he's a freak. I can see them taking one, maybe two more games off them. It could yep. go to seven, but I think the Clippers, Kawhi's just too good. And Paul George can't play bad every game. So
2: Yeah, so Paul George was in foul trouble early. He had three fouls in the first quarter and never sort of really got it going. Um, looked pretty passive and a bit... Bit down on himself the rest of the game. Um, the other thing was I, I saw this stat in the first quarter. Luca had 37 drives, which was by far the most of the season in that first quarter. Um, mm. So he was he was very aggressive, aggressive. early on, um, and it worked. Obviously, getting Paul George in foul trouble, um, getting his guys involved. Um, so yeah, very very aggressive. Luca, I think, is a, a remedy for success, and I like my I like my. Prediction of, of Clippers in six. I think I think the, the Dallas Mavericks can definitely take another game um, and maybe even push for a game seven. So that wouldn't surprise me one bit.
1: Yeah, I actually agree. I'm, I'm thinking this series is going to really stretch out. My original pick was Clippers in five, but from what I've seen from Dallas, um, I'm, yeah, look, I would not be surprised at all if it goes to seven. I'm still going to pick the Clippers, but it's going to be a great series. I'm li- really looking forward to it. Um, I'll break down the Mavericks first. And um, before I really get too into it, I will say that the last um, upset of the number one and, eight and um, number eight seed was the Dallas Mavericks back in 07 against Gone State. So you boys called it. So yeah, there you go. 2007. Um, yeah, so 13 years. Um, I will say, shout out to Jermaine calling the sweep, which is, in the scheme of things, really <laughs> incredibly <laughs> stupid. Like, this is the best statistical offense of all time. Like, the amount of points that these Dallas Mavericks have put up on average are better than... Like ever we've we've ever seen, and and the, the main reason behind that is Luka Doncic. If you took Luka Doncic out of this team, you got Kristaps, t- Tim Hardaway. Like, I, I, who, I else, who, who else? Who is you got I Seth think, Curry? I think here. they're underrated. I think
2: they're underrated. Really. I mean,
1: I'm, no, I'm the a big is, fan like, of L- like Luka Doncic, He charges that offense. That's the thing. Like he does. Seth he does. Curry He's... is shooting the best three point field goal in the league, but that's just because Luka Doncic is one of the best passes and shot creators in the league. You know, like there's no doubt, yeah. yeah.
2: There's no doubt that that Luca is the star on this team, and he makes the makes the team go. But in saying that, that there there's some good players on this team. Like I've I've always been a big deal on Wright fan. I think he's a really good defensive guard. Gets some really key steals. Um, and shout out to Boban this Ooh, game. Yeah. If you look at his <laughs> box score, you'll, you'll notice he well. played. <laughs> he, he got plus 12 you notice he played 9 minutes and scored yeah. 13 points there was a <laughs> <laughs> there was a stretch there where Luca and Dot and, and um, Boban were just running amuck on these on these clippers and, and I actually thought that Boban should have played more in this game because he was a matchup nightmare for these clippers uh, Montrez Harold couldn't couldn't yeah. guard him he was too small he was just bullying him down low, and just the pick and rolls were, were really hard for the the Clippers to guard. So I wouldn't be surprised we see a bit more Boban in this series. Um, but you know, uh, Trey Burke, not a name I thought I'd be talking much about, but he's been really good. He um, looked good, but
1: um, um, you know, just in the, those eight um, games in the bubble as well. So yeah,
2: and, and the Mavericks don't even have um, Dwight Powell, who's one of their one of their main guys. Who who I think when he was on the court, they had their one of their best. Offensive ratings. So, um, uh, Maxi Kleber is another another one. He's he's a threat from outside and a, and a decent uh, rim protector. Um, I think I think the the others on this team get a bit bit of a shade thrown their way because I think they're better than they get credit for. Uh,
1: I just want to speak yeah, quickly agree. about um. I just want to speak quickly about game one and the fact that yep. I just want to touch on how Stapp's got um, oh the ejection from the game, dude. Like yeah. that pissed me off so much. Um, that was also awesome. Luca looked amazing afterwards, putting up forty-two points, which is just absurd. But the, first game in the playoffs, no.
2: forty-two points, seven and nine, three steals. Yeah. Like that's yeah, shooting sixty-two percent.
1: If you look 62%. at um this season, um because when Chris Upps got ejected, it was about nine minutes into the third quarter, so it was just yeah, when obviously was... his his lineup comes into the third quarter, and every other game this entire season. Um, the Dallas Mavericks have scored 15 or more points every other game the entire season. Yeah. That's 304 quarters that they've scored yeah. over 15 points. In that, in that third quarter, when Chris Up's got ejected, they put up 13 points. Yeah. So it, it, like, it clearly life. affected yeah. them. It clearly like, it was a mental thing. It affected them. It's the worst quarter they've had all season. And it's yeah. like... And they still and lost up, by 8 by points. Eight. Yeah. So exactly. I, th- then, I think this is a huge what-if. Massive what-if. Yeah. I'm super disappointed. And like the yeah. officiating, like, that pissed me off.
2: Yeah, I think um, yeah, it was a big blow for them. And I think, you know, and that's, again, another reason why I'm confident in saying that the Dallas Mavis will take another game um, and maybe another, another two because they had very well could have won that game if, if Porzingis hadn't have been ejected and they had his services for the last two quarters. Um, uh, only losing by eight. You know, they lost that quarter that you were talking about, Cal, by seven points. You know, one point in it, who knows what happens. So... Yeah, big loss on that one. So, um, um, this, I think you guys spoke last week about your your matchups that you were most excited for. This was my one. This was the one that I've been most excited to watch because I think that just exciting players on both ends of the court. And, you know, to score, you know, to touch on Luca, just to gush over more, 42 points against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in your first game in the playoffs? Like, are you kidding me? Man, this guy is special. <laughs> He's like. unreal. He was scoring unreal. a bill
1: too, man. Like, efficient as well. 13 of 21. 62 okay. is getting I, into the paint like that yep.
2: will unreal unreal can't say enough good things about Luca um,
0: are you are you picking the clippers Mike or I'm um, clippers I think probably in six I'll go yeah I think I think luka has got at least one other game that he can take take off them yep. um, but yeah I'd watch out years to come. Dallas yeah. are going to be serious he's not even a good shooter yet really no like, if you actually look at his statistics his
2: percentages is actually not that good
0: and it's a slow jump shot which like most players tend to just speed that up like yep. there's a lot of speed to get off that jump shot so he's got like a big ceiling to go huge ceiling yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah very excited to see him develop uh, moving on from that one there uh, we've got the who have we got on the oh yeah the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz the one upset that I've picked Um, in the West Um, we're splitting the games one all apiece at the moment huge game from Donovan Mitchell game one but not enough they lost in OT and then the Jazz took a pretty comfortable win um, today they ended up getting up I think it was close to 20 points in the end but uh, it was pretty comfortable after that third quarter they went on a big run there and, and sort of never never really looked back um, what do we think is going on from this series? I think from listening to the pod last last pod, Calum and Jermaine, you guys both seem to be pretty confident. Dallas, just based on the injuries, um, just on that, actually, Mike Conley is likely set to return for Game 3, so they should have his services um, with the series tied up, which is a big win for Utah. Do we think... Are you changing your pick, Cal? Are you, you swayed over to Utah anymore, or are you still picking De- uh, Denver?
1: I'm actually from what I've seen so my original pick was Nuggets and 6 I'm, yeah. I'm actually going to say Jazz and 7 I'm going to switch Ooh, my
2: pick that's my I, um, pick you're joining yeah, my side <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: joining welcome. your side welcome that's just, <laughs> that's just because like from what I've seen um, I mean Donovan on that first game 57 points was just amazing ridiculous
2: so, um, so that I, was the third highest playoff scoring performance we've ever seen um, yeah ever crazy Ever Well, crazy. I think it was... Is it Michael Jordan and Elgin Baylor were the yeah. only players that have scored more in a playoff game?
0: Yeah. But
2: that's yeah. nuts. That, you, 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 that's pretty hard to, to fathom in. Uh, is this his second time in the playoffs? Or, this would be, uh, be his third Third time. This would be his third series. Yeah. Still a young, still a young player. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty crazy. I know it was an overtime game, but still pretty crazy to put up that many points um, when, yeah. when needed the end And then, the then he still
1: put up... 30 today and he shot six from seven from three which is this crazy mm. efficient um, he's looking really good people, actually mm. yeah getting people involved eight assists um there's a reason i had him once again in my top 15 players um <laughs> <Countless> on fire <laughs> with his top 15 I, you know i dude, you know i'm a good scouter like yeah, i need someone yeah. from the nba to pick me up right now uh, <laughs> the, the one thing i will say is um obviously that bench of Utah has been pretty trash and has been pretty much all of the season until they had picked up Jordan Clarkson who performed amazingly um, in this game 26 points and I will he's say been, one, one, he's been killing it man and like yeah, all, all he's, season, been he's been good on the, killing the Jazz it. Yeah, he has yeah. he has um, I'm gonna I still thought he first. was going to be oh you go Cal I'm going to say it here first I'm going to say Jordan Clarkson is going to win a six man of the year award in the next 3 years lock it in uh, I don't, I don't him like. He's, he's a walking bucket, dude. He's a walking bucket. Uh, he's he's a he's a perfect bench player off the bench. Like he'll yeah. put up. He's that perfect six man role, you know. That six
2: that six man award is so so bogus, man. I, it's <laughs> about a guy that comes
1: off the bench and scores. Yeah. That's exactly what. That's he what, is. that's
2: all it is. Yeah. yeah. So he might he might very well come and win it. But I, I honestly thought he he played. He got traded from the Cabs and on the Cabs he wasn't looking very good. But he seems to be rejuvenated on this Utah team, playing for a team with title aspirations um, uh, one thing that was noticeable on that first game Jamal Murray, I've, I've always been a big fan for him and, and it looks like after that first game that he was ready to take a big step he made some really, really clutch baskets t- to send that game into overtime and then to win the game once it went to overtime so um, he looks really impressive can he keep it up? I don't think so I think that, you know Going up against um, a tough defensive team in Utah, I don't know if he can keep it up, and and that's ultimately why I've picked the Utah to narrowly edge out this series because I think that matchup wise they just go up against the Nuggets pretty well. I think the Nuggets are primarily a regular season kind of team. Um, you know they play that fast pace. They you know like pass the ball around. They don't necessarily have a designated go to scorer. Um, you could say Jokic and Murray, but you know, Utah have Donovan, who's going to be their late-game late, late game closer. So I still I still like my pick, and I think that getting Mike Conley back is another big thing for them um, just to sort of reset their depth so it's not all on Donovan's shoulders. Who, who are you picking in this series, Mike? We haven't heard your opinion.
0: Yeah, I admittedly probably would have gone into it picking Denver, but after Game 2, I just feel Utah have a more reliable method of winning. I think Denver relying on Jamal Murray playing at the level he did in game one to get the win versus Utah relying on the likes of Joe Ingles, um, Jordan Clarkson to give him the sort of high teens points. I think that's the more likely scenario game in, game out. So I just see Utah probably taking it in seven, but like this series could go either way. And then with Mike Conley coming back, I think that's just another huge tipping point, it allows Donovan Mitchell to probably get some more efficient looks because yep. he doesn't need to initiate it as much. So I think it's looking good for Utah so far.
2: I, I also like the matchup in Utah's favor with, I know Jokic has been playing well and scoring well, but I, I like the matchup of Gobert mm. um, playing up against him because I think, the re- I, I, like, I like Jokic and I think he's probably the best player in this series. However... I just think it's tough for your best player to be a big man in the playoffs in the modern NBA when it comes down to getting a basket. You know, I, I just don't trust that Jokic is going to be able to do that if the game's close. I think, you know, he, he can be good in the first three quarters, but in that last quarter, when, if it's close, I just like Gobert's ability to sort of shut him down, take him out of the equation. And then, you know, if you're sort of thinking of a Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell... Mano mano kind of situation. I'm I'm siding on the Donovan Mitchell side of things. Yeah. So that's that's where I think I still think it'll be close. Another exciting series, I think. But yeah, it's one one we'll keep an eye on um, and see how we go. Um, yeah. So I think. So what are we all on now? We all on Utah. We're, we're I'm Utah and in seven. Interesting. Okay. So we we've, we've all flipped switched. Um, so we're all Utah and seven. We think it's all going seven.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Utah and seven.
2: Okay. Cool. Well, last, last matchup, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the uh, the Oklahoma City um, and Houston uh, game. Well, they've only had one game so far with Houston taking a pretty comfortable lead and winning that one fairly comfortably. I will say off the top that uh, Russell Westbrook is still out. Um, he's ruled out for Game 2 and is probably doubtful for Game 3 as well um, with a strained right quad. It's a you know, somewhat significant injury, uh, especially for a player that relies on a lot of explosiveness to his game. Uh, but even still, the Houston Rockets look pretty comfortable in this game. Uh, Cal, you picked, you picked the OKC to come out in this series. How are you feeling about that pick at the moment, mate? I'm
1: not feeling amazing. Let, let's say <laughs> um, what was it? 15-point loss. So, uh, when you look at the box score, and I, I did have a look at this game, and... Um, There's a lot of things that didn't really go Oklahoma City's way. I mean, you had Dennis Schroeder shooting 3 of 12, which is pretty outrageous. The one big knock, actually, which I'll bring up, is Shea Gilligas-Alexander. He's probably one of the best shot creators on this team. And Mm. he only put up 9 points and 1 assist in 35 minutes. I don't know what's going on there, but I expect a much better game for him to come out, like, in the Mate. next few... Like, that, that, that's terrible. That's going to be... In terms of, like, he played well in the playoffs last year as well against mm. um, Golden State and took him, I think, the six games. So, very disappointing in him. Um, Steven Adams had a good game. You know, 17 and 12 he did. I feel like what he had to do... Chris Paul was a bit passive in the first half and really stepped it up, but it was a bit too late at that point. I don't know. Danilo, like, I feel like they were kind of posting up Danilo a bit too much and were going a, a bit against... What's got got them to this point, and they were trying mm. to play a different style to what they're used to, and I, I don't know, like, we all know exactly what the Rockets bring to the table. They, they're going to hit threes. They know exactly, you know, their identity is there, and they just played exactly what they were comfortable doing, and, and they came up with the win. So, if I could switch my pick, I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> in Oklahoma City, I, I need to, I need to see them come back in game two. I have to see them bring it back to one yep. one for me to feel confident in
2: them. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts, Mike? Who who have you got in this this series?
0: Um, I went in with optimism for OKC, but after watching game one, what I saw was super small ball or micro ball, whatever you want to call it, working. Like, big time working. That switch everything really messed with the three guards of OKC.
2: Because teams haven't had a, really, a proper chance to look at it yet. Like, because the... the game got shut down. Exactly. With, they didn't
0: with, have that final quarter of the season to sort of figure right. it out. So and they don't have any tape to figure, work off.
2: Yeah. So teams, this, this is a new look for a lot of teams. And and um, I think it, it might be a bit of a challenge for them. I think, obviously, Stephen Adams played a decent game, but he's not the kind of player that's really going to dominate no. scoring-wise, which is the weakness of this
0: this sort of spore ball lineup. So,
2: Yeah, yeah I
0: mean, Shea is sort of his stat line kind of points everything out. He's a player that predominantly likes to get to the rim. Yeah. And he really struggled to get good shots at the rim because they were switching everything and doing it really well as well. I don't know if the Rockets can continue to defend at that level, but it really messed with that that guard lineup.
2: They've got some long defenders, you know, like PJ Tucker, Covington, House, even like Jeff Green off the bench. They're they're long. they're, They're all the similar sort of size. Um, so I believe that they can keep it up. Um, I think, you know, it, it in in my head, I just don't see who OKC have that can score to keep up with these Rockets. I, I just I don't really know who's going to be the guy that's going to step up. I mean, you've you've got nearly thirty points out of Gallinari. Chris Paul nearly had a triple double with two steals. He played as well as you know I think you can expect a six foot point guard yeah. to play um yeah Shea could do a little bit better but he's a second year player who doesn't have that much of a jump shot I honestly don't see where OKC can improve too much to make this too competitive
0: of a series and this Um, is all without Westbrook back either yeah and as soon as you throw
2: Westbrook back into the mix yeah because he's
0: thriving in this this style of play presuming he doesn't come back and revert back to stupid old Westbrook yeah um Rockets, I see, cruising through this and could be a problem for any team they come up against unless they figure it out.
2: I I, I think the Rockets are a dark horse team to make it to the finals at the moment. I I actually really like what they're doing. I think the small ball lineup has been criticized heavily and I think that wrongfully so. I think it's something that... Can definitely work. Assuming the 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 thing that I will say, if they come up against Anthony Davis in the playoffs later on, that that might be a bit of a trouble. Um, Assuming Anthony Davis is aggressive and and takes advantage of that, even LeBron James is aggressive, gets the rim without that rim protection, might crumble. Um, But in this series, I think it's going to work beautifully, and I don't really, I think I can't remember. I think I might have done Rockets in five, but I I could honestly see this going as a sweep um, moving forward. Um,
0: Yeah, I've probably got a four zero.
2: Yeah, so we'll see how your prediction goes, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna bounce back the second game. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's not uh, gonna be a uh, sweep. Uh, um, come on, you, you have to give them at least one game. Like, jeez. Who,
2: who's who's doing it though? Yeah, who's, 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 who's who's the, stepping the guy up? stepping
1: up? It's a deep team, man. Like you got Chris. Um, Chris <laughs> I don't know. Is it? If Is you, it? you get something, you get actually get something out of Shea. I'm sure it's gonna help a lot better as well. Um, Dennis Schroeder yeah. had a terrible game. Like. It, can if, I, if that's their closing five in um, those three guards with Stephen Adams and Gallinari, I mean, like two of them played absolute trash. So yeah, I think this hope. Yeah, there.
2: can I just go on a little little mini Dennis Schroeder rant? Why is this guy nominated for six man of the year and Marcus Smart is not? What the fuck is does Dennis Schroeder do that is more valuable than? Uh, Marcus Smart's defense like why why are we rewarding this this guy that comes on plays against second teams and puts up you know what does he put up 15 points a game something like that I think a little
0: more maybe 17
2: yeah but like I just feel like he's such a liability on the defensive end and when he doesn't score he offers literally nothing so I just I really uh, I've said it before and I will continue to say it that that six man award just seems to always go to the point scoring guards off the bench um, and not the actual player that provides the more valuable asset to the team yeah. which is someone like Marcus Smart and in years past I remember James Johnson was a player who was providing all sorts of things off the bench and didn't get rewarded for it but just a little gripe I have with that award and, and it's, I don't know, I'll probably maybe eat my words next game when Schroeder goes up for 20 points but I, I really stand by it. I don't think Schroeder is deserving of being in that top three discussion no, no, honestly, I
1: disagree. I totally disagree because he put up eighteen point nine points a game. That's pretty damn good. And he was in the best. If you look at like the best, does he create um, his own like, shot
2: though? Like I feel like I feel like he's he can
1: create his own shot. It, if you if you look at, I feel like one of the reasons that jumped him up into the top three six man is because when you look at the um, when you break down lineups and like just five man lineups, he was in the best five man lineup um, point differential for. Like better than any other team this entire season. Him with then, that three guard lineup. It's and um, Stephen Adams and Gallinari. Um, if you look at the stats, is the best point differential. Therefore, like the best lineup in the NBA right now. And 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 it's closing games and winning the games. And that's why. That's not he, he got nominated for that six man.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think f- fair enough. And I, I think you know they've done well through the regular season. I, I believe that um, it will be exposed in the playoffs. And I don't think that. <laughs> and I'll, I'll leave my words, but I really don't think Schroeder is going to be uh, an impactful player, these playoffs. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. And, and I guess it is a regular season award and that's what happened during the regular season. But I just think if you're going to give me two players, I'm picking Marcus Smart 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Um, so, but that's just me Celtics fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we might, we might call it their, their, their boys. Um, we, we're going to do another pod we're, we're very excited to talk about playoff basketball So we're going to do another pod really soon um, We're probably going to get uh, your boys' take on uh, Who's going to make it through to the finals um, and, and our predictions for who's going to win on the next pod um, And we'll continue to dissect these games And talk about NBA basketball um, I guess we've got lots to watch over these next few days I know I'm going to be spending a lot of time on the couch So
0: yeah. um,
2: we'll see how we go um, hopefully the Celtics can get through and um, make some noise, but we'll It'd see how upset we go. If they didn't, yeah. When those Miami
1: Heat, I want that three hundred bucks. Come on, boys.
2: <laughs> I think I think we're all ready, we're we're looking forward to this second round because I think there's going to be some juicy, juicy mashups coming up. So. Yeah. Um, thanks everyone watching the listen to the pod. Um, if you have any other basketball mates out there that would love to have a podcast to listen to, let them know. Spread the word. The ball boys are on. We're here. We're killing it. We're breaking it down. Um, and if you if you have an iPhone, please give us a rating on, on Apple Podcasts if you can. Um, greatly appreciate it And uh, we'll see you guys soon. See ya.